Welcome to Superman Lois, the New Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We got a few different things to talk about today. We're going to get into a big, long talk about the Earth Prime characters that are related to Superman or have been in Superman in the past. We'll talk some Rebirth comics as well. But first up, Jordan Elsass, who was recently cast as John Kent, did an interview on the FTTV podcast. We'll have a link in the show notes and briefly talked about some of the stuff he's been through, the audition process, all of that. He originally auditioned for the role of Jordan, which might have been easier for everyone if he got that since he is named Jordan, (laughs) but Jordan is playing Jonathan. And he talked about the auditioning in front of an auditorium of executives. He just goes out on the stage and then gets no feedback or anything. So it's a cool thing if you want to hear about him, talk about some of his backstory, his history, and the auditioning process. It's a fun interview to listen to. He also said he isn't very familiar with the current shows on the CW, but he was a fan of Smallville. That is, that's pretty awesome to hear, especially from someone of his age. Uh, dating ourselves now, I think we were probably his age when Smallville was on, and I don't think he was, maybe he was a little baby, if not born yet, when Smallville was on. Yeah, I don't even know if he was born when Smallville <laughs> started. I don't know what his age is, but oh, when he was a kid watching that, he would have really been a kid unless he watched it in Reva. I don't know how big of a fan he was, if he was a real big fan, like he says, or if he just wants to get into the good graces of people who like Smallville, like us, either way it worked. Right. He also said in something, I don't know if he was supposed to say, but he said, quote, in the show, Clark and Lois moved back to Smallville with their sons. And quote, he kind of compared it to Smallville in a way of how it's, instead of focusing on a young Clark, learning about his powers, yeah. it's an older Clark who's been Superman for a while and returning to Smallville. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that we speculated about, especially in the, our last episode was, was the show, the majority of the show going to take place in Smallville? And this kind of seems like confirmation of that. Like you said, I don't know if he was exactly supposed to say that, <laughs> but it's not like a giant spoiler or anything like that. Uh, but it is it is interesting to know, and I, I'm pretty happy with that idea. Yeah, and our general policy here will be if it's something that comes officially from Warner Brothers or the CW or any of the cast and crew involved, if they say it, then it's we will cover it, even if it's... yeah. Seems like it might be spoilery, um, but I think that's something, again, that will be established early on. I'm still wondering, is that the long-term play? Is the whole series going to be set in Smallville if they go several seasons and it's successful? Or is that going to be just an arc in season one or part of season one or maybe a couple seasons? I don't know. I'm willing. I'm not sure. I'm excited to see them in Smallville for a little bit. I would like them to get back to Metropolis at some point, yeah. but there are lots of cool things that can be done in Smallville. Yeah, and in the comics that you know John Kent's in they they move around a lot and they have fake identities to hide themselves but it's like a little more complicated because there's multiple super men and some people know that chris well they know that who superman is like his that clark kent is him but it's a different clark kent and they don't recognize the the clark kent that we're with anyways it's kind of confusing but they do move around a lot so uh i'm kind of in the same boat as you as i i smallville is a really cool place and i love it and i'm excited to see them have the show there but yeah, how are they going to like have Lois do her reporting job if she's not close to a, a big city? Uh, so yeah, hopefully maybe they'll move around again um, like they did in the comics. Yeah, Lois can obviously do some reporting remote work, but how much of that without being in Metropolis investigating? We don't know how far away it is. But yeah, like you said, the rebirth era focuses on Lois and Clark and John in a farm setting. And that's for reasons, like you said, complicated reasons. That wouldn't necessarily apply to that show, but it is a cool setting, a little bit more open area where the boys, if they get their powers, can test things out and learn things in a yeah. less stressful situation where there's not as many people around. 
where there's more just open area to, I don't know, use heat vision on some random objects or whatever that you can't really do in the big city. Yeah. And speaking of those comics, he says he wants to read John Kent comics to have something to draw from for the show. Yeah, which is really good. I think, I don't know if he is like independently searching that out or if the the people running the show have told him like, hey, this is kind of, we're taking some inspiration from this, so we'd like you to check it out. Either way, it's it's nice that he's going and doing that. And uh, we've been talking about those comics and we'll talk about a couple more later on in the show. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff to draw from, I think. Absolutely. The weird thing about that is there's not really a john kent we think he's going to be 13 or 14 there's not really any comics about that yeah. john kent because he started out in 9 10 then he got rapidly aged past that so are they going to try to take the 9 10 year old and take inspiration from that but assume what would he be like in a few years or how's that going to work i'm not sure yeah that's it doesn't seem like a big difference but you're right like 9 to 10 is a a lot less mature than a 13 or 14 year old and a lot different place in life but you know, going and reading that and seeing what his character had to deal with when he was a few years younger is probably going to help inform, like you said, how that character would have grown up based on the experiences and uh, behaviors he had when he was a little bit younger. Absolutely. And the the most interesting thing he said production-wise is that they start shooting, quote, in a few months, so it's going to be more like shooting in the summer, end quote. That's a little surprising. We heard when Superman and Lois was picked up that they would still be filming in the spring to have something ready for the upfronts in May to present to advertisers. So this makes it sounds like maybe that's not the case. Maybe it'll be a few months. Maybe they won't start shooting until May or June. Traditionally, the CW does their pilots in March. The show gets picked up. They come back in July to finish out, continue the season. Returning shows usually start mid to late July. So since it's ordered to series, they could theoretically just wait until July to get going, but maybe they'll start a little bit earlier to get ahead of the writer's strike. Potential writer's strike, I should say. Right, potential. Yeah. Yeah, this was, like you said, a little bit surprising. Um, I don't think it changes a whole lot, like schedule-wise, of actually when we're going to get to see the show. But yeah, it is a little, like you said, it's not it's not following the kind of tried and true method that CW has used for their other shows. But this show is a little bit different because it got ordered to series a lot faster than uh, any of the other shows. Yeah, before the pilot. So yeah, it's a, it is surprising. I guess that means... There's a good chance we won't get our first trailer in May and yeah. all of that stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything's different for when the show actually starts. Right. Uh, it's just behind the scenes, and it might explain why we've got the boys cast, but that's about it. Yeah, and if they're if they're going to be on a farm that is probably in Vancouver, they'll probably want it to be a little bit warmer if they're going to be doing a lot of outdoor scenes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also said he didn't know when it would debut he just, he just sounded like he had no idea so he didn't know if it was going to be he said maybe 2021 but i think he didn't know if it would be fall or, or spring which maybe it could be a spring replacement uh for some shows i would be a little surprised i would think if the cw has superman they'd want to get it on right away in the fall and, and have it going in the fall and spring yeah but the only reason i they wouldn't do that is maybe if hecklin or bitsy tolick wanted to have shortened seasons and only do 13 episode seasons or something like that maybe that's a possibility they want to do a shorter run but we'll see i'd still be surprised if it didn't debut in october yeah along with that is like he can't shoot for a few months because he's currently filming panic for amazon prime so i guess he's got a few months if he wants to read more comics or get into if he needs to put on any muscle for the role i don't know if they want him to do that or anything like that but he's got time to do that if they want him to right all right 
otherwise, I made a list of Superman characters that had already appeared on the various different now Earth Prime shows that I'm calling them. This is a bit of a long list. There's a lot of characters, especially when we get to Supergirl. But what I wanted to do is just run down. We're going to be talking about characters that I consider Superman characters kind of by my self-made standards. Basically, they were introduced in Superman or Action Comics or other Clark Kent-led titles or other Superman media, those kind of things that have appeared elsewhere. Um, so these are ones that have appeared before. We don't know if they will appear again. We'll talk about if we want any of them to appear again. And should be noted with Crisis, potentially all of these characters did or didn't happen, or maybe right. they could be recast if they can't get the actors or actresses back in this post-crisis world. So some of this could carry over. Some of this could have absolutely nothing to do. And that's kind of a nice thing with Superman and Lois starting after Crisis. It has a bit of a fresh start. Yeah, that's a really good point that this it is pretty much a blank slate, even though these are characters that have been, uh, this Clark Kent and this Lois Lane have already appeared on a few different shows in this Arrowverse. Crisis is a very nice way to basically do just about whatever you want and have a, a clean slate going forward, which is something I like. Yeah, we don't even know how much of Superman and Lois's appearances are still canon because when we first right. saw them, they didn't have a kid. Now they've got two twins and all of that. So we'll see. So let's start with Arrow. This is a quick list. There was a Hugo Mannheim who went by Mugshot, was a criminal in season two. Not a Superman character, but the last name Mannheim, I'm assuming is related to Bruno Mannheim. Bruno Mannheim and Inner Gang were also name dropped in season six. So we didn't see them, but Inner Gang we've talked about, I really like as a concept and would love to see on Superman and Lois. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. It's definitely a good foil for Lois because she can be investigating the crime and it's also kind of dangerous because there there's so many of them and they're they're well organized and it gives a, a good opportunity to have a bunch of different villains still tied together in one organization. There's also an Adam Donner who is a lawyer on the show and I believe I couldn't find it officially anywhere. I'm thinking he's named after Richard Donner, the Superman the movie director. Yeah. Mari McCabe, Vixen, she was in the Vixen animated series before showing up on Arrow, but she actually debuted in Action Comics in a team-up with Superman. Uh, I don't really consider Vixen to be a Superman character, even though she's a cool character, because she was created before that, but was canceled. There's a comic she was going to be in, but it was canceled when, in the late 70s, DC had an implosion and cut back a lot of titles, so first appeared in a Superman comic, but not really someone I consider. Yeah. That's it for Arrow. Onto The Flash. Oswald Loomis who in the comics is known as the Prankster, one of Superman's oldest villains. He debuted in 1942 and has appeared many times since. Actually appeared in the fourth episode of the show. I didn't even know this. He was at Trivia Night. There was Trivia Night where Iris and Eddie and Barry and Felicity were there. The host of the Trivia Night was Oswald Loomis. I only knew this because of the credits. So really weird. Uh, Prankster's a cool villain, and I would like to see him again. But I don't know that it would necessarily build off of this appearance. Yeah, uh, I would I would guess that probably 99.9% of people did not realize that that's who that was. Uh, I did not until you made this list. Yeah, I don't think he was actually, his name was actually mentioned anything. It's just a weird little Easter egg, I suppose. If you remember the villain Deathbolt in season one, again, not really a Superman character, kind of. He was initially a JSA villain, but the reason I mentioned him, he first worked with the Ultra Humanite. Ultra Humanite was Superman's first supervillain, even before Lex Luthor. So uh, kind of has ties there. Yeah. Also another loose tie, King Shark was introduced as a Conor Kent Superboy villain. 
uh, before appearing on the Flash TV show. And of course, Elizabeth Tolk's Lois Lane first appeared on the Elseworlds episode of The Flash. Yeah, I'd like to see her character come back for this show. Oh yeah, that's a that's an interesting yeah. idea. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see her in a uh, in a cameo or something. Yeah, going going back a little bit to the King Shark thing, I don't King Shark can come back or not come back, but it does raise the interesting idea of you know maybe the the kids are going to have their own sort of villains that they they deal with, or maybe they're even they're going to go try to fight crime on their own and sneaking behind their parents back and they, their parents don't want, want them fighting crime or something like that. But um, it could be that, that they don't, they have their own sort of set of villains that their parents aren't dealing with or smaller villains and their parents are dealing with bigger villains. That's a really good point. And I wonder how they're going to balance that. I could see Clark and Lois maybe tracking down bigger things, maybe things in Metropolis or maybe worldwide threats, Superman especially taking on things across the world along with smaller things. And maybe while that's going on, the boys are dealing with smaller things in Smallville, uh, give them smaller threats to deal with and easier things, like you said, and they have their own, develop their own set of villains, maybe. Uh, I wonder how they're going to mix all of that together. Yeah. But really, the biggest thing The Flash has taken from Superman is Star Labs. I was created in Superman number 246 in 1971. So the main location in The Flash is from Superman Comics. Star Labs is a really cool thing. We'll get we probably won't touch on all the concepts that have been taken by like Supergirl, like Cadmus and all of that. But Star Labs is something that in the comics, there's multiple branches at different locations. That's where Emil Hamilton's from and that kind of thing. So Dr. Kitty Faulkner also from Star Labs. So a really cool concept. I don't think Superman and Lois will touch on it much because of that. But uh, I wouldn't mind if we see Emil Hamilton or Kitty Faulkner or anything like that. Yeah. Like you said, that's just one of a, a lot of things that probably now, and especially like in the CW verse of shows, are associated with a different show when actually it kind of originated with Superman. Um, so yeah, it's they definitely could still use those kinds of concepts and locations, but they're a bit like claimed by some of these other shows to varying degrees. Right. Legends of Tomorrow, nothing really that I remember. The Wave Rider, the name of the ship, the name is taken from the character. Wave Rider. He was created for the Armageddon 2001 storyline, and Dan Jurgens was one of the co-creators who was working on Superman at the time. So there was a lot of appearances in Superman comics for Wave Rider, who's kind of a time-traveling character, and there's some cool stories with him and Superman. Yeah, Black Lightning, just one, but a big one. Inspector Bill Henderson, played by Damon Gupton, he was originally created for the Adventures of Superman radio program in 1940, and he's been a pretty big character, probably until Maggie Sawyer came along, the biggest police liaison for Lois and Clark. He was one of the big series regulars, main characters in the George Reeves Adventures of Superman series in the 1950s. Yeah, and that's a that's a really cool one that goes way, way far back. Would you like to see Henderson pop up? It sounds like he is going to be leaving Black Lightning after season three. I mean, I'm sure they could come up with a role for him. I can't think of off the top of my head what he would be what he would be doing. Yeah, it depends if he's lived in Freeland his whole career or like that. I think it would be cool if he, we talk about flashbacks a lot, if he had once worked in Metropolis briefly or gone to Metropolis on a case and had some history with Clark and Lois. I think that would be really cool to see. And Henderson's a really cool character and Damon Gupton's really good. And a character still who's in a lot of Superman comics. I just read Superman Smashes the Clan and he was uh, has a really good role in that. So I think there's a lot of ways you can use him. Um but we don't know how far Freeland is from Metropolis. The original Black Lightning comics took place in the suicide slum part of Metropolis. So it was 
Henderson could easily have made his way over there. Um, but I don't know that that's going to happen now. But I really like the character of Henderson. Yeah. On to Batwoman. Magpie appeared once. She's a villain. First appeared in The Man of Steel by John Byrne in a Superman-Batman team-up in Gotham. So just a villain who appeared in Batwoman. Another one that doesn't really count, Slam Bradley. He was a member of the GCPD in Batwoman. He was originally created in 1937. He starred in Detective Comics number one a couple years before Batman was created and a year before Superman was created. And the only reason I mentioned him, he was co-created by Superman co-creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. So this was before Superman first appeared. Well, it was after Superman had been created, but before he was actually published. Um, So not a huge character, but a cool character going back to the 30s. And he has been in a handful of Superman comics. And because he has the same creators, I kind of consider him part of the extended family. Yeah, and there's a lot of of things on this list that are kind of like that where they're not they're not someone that you think of as a Superman character, but they have a deep connection. And that's kind of how DC works is like a lot of things come from Superman or have deep connections to Superman, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it's that just means like these are all the people that have just been on the shows already. There's so many more characters just from the comics that they can pull from, even if it's just Easter eggs of naming people after some of these deep pools that have uh, appeared in the comics over the years. And one other note of Batwoman I stumbled on when when doing this list, Mark Gibbon actually appeared as somebody called Angus Stanton. The reason I mentioned that, Mark Gibbon is the actor who played Zod in the season two of Supergirl, where Superman had his mind go crazy a little bit and he thought he was fighting Zod. Mark Gibbon was that actor yeah. who played Zod. So really weird that he came back in a different role in that just recently the last few weeks so that makes me think he is unlikely zod is either unlikely to appear on the show or if he does it will be a different actor yeah yeah i'm interested how i don't think zod would show up for a while anyways um but yeah it does i if i had to guess they would cast a new actor to play him yeah and i like zod but there's been a lot of other cool superman villains who need to get there do and i think zod has gotten plenty over the years so yeah he's not one a cool character but not one i'm high on my list to see all right, now we get to Supergirl, and it is a long list, so I'll run down here, and you can jump out any that you want. Basically, anybody who appeared in Supergirl, uh, I'd say the majority of them are Superman characters. I'm talking specifically Superman stuff, not Supergirl comics or anything like that. Um, Superman characters, or if they're not Superman characters, most of them are original characters. So obviously, Kara, Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, first appeared in a action comics. Someone called Lex Luthor who has pretty much been Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Superman's biggest villain since the nineteen since 1940 when he appeared, I would say. Yeah, uh, I really hope that John Cryer is around uh, for this show and can play Lex Luthor. And um, I really did like how they, they left it at the end of Crisis where he's winning the Nobel Peace Prize and people think he's a really good person, but we know that he's not and Clark and Lois know, but it seems like nobody else really does. So I, I think there's just so much storytelling potential with that kind of setup. Yeah, we have seen a lot of Lex over the years, but there's so much that we haven't seen with him. We've seen a little bit of the businessmen, but there's a little bit more we can get into that, more of the mad scientist, more of the politician. I think there's just countless stories you can tell there. And yeah, like I've I've said in the past, I hope he has a regular presence, even if he's not a series regular, but I want to see that relationship established, even though they did kind of share a scene. We still haven't seen Clark and Lex talk in this universe, so that will be something interesting to see. Definitely. 
Jimmy Olsen, played by McCod Brooks, obviously a huge character, probably one of the top five biggest Superman characters known with uh, the general public. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen is, he's been around for such a long time and he has played a lot of different kind of roles to Clark and Lois. Um, I like it when he's kind of this very like kind of bumbling, innocent, uh, very good at his job, but secretly knows that Clark is Superman and tries to help him out. Um, I like that kind of role for, for Jimmy Olsen, but because of, I don't know if they can get McCod Brooks back again, this is like crisis. They can recast, they can have somebody else play him. Um, but he's also a character that we've seen a ton of. So I don't know how many new characters, not necessarily like newly created characters, but how many different characters that haven't appeared that they want to go for. But I mean, I don't think you could go wrong with Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I don't think I'd be surprised if they recast someone who appeared for four and a half years as a series regular. Again, huge character. And I'm hoping we get to see more of Jimmy. I know it's not that likely because he was a regular, but I hope this is something where flashbacks, if they can't get McCod Brooks back, maybe you can do flashbooks. Flashbacks show Jimmy, like you said, when he was a little younger, a little more inexperienced. And maybe you can see the, what Jimmy was like as a teenager if we get flashbacks at the Daily Planet with Clark and Lois and a young Jimmy. Yeah. But I think the boys might fill a bit of the traditional Jimmy Olsen role in terms of being a sidekick, being an inexperienced uh, type person on missions with Clark and Lois. Right. Yeah. That's, I, I agree with that. Another big one, Cat Grant, played by Callista Flockhart. It would be cool to see her. I would think that would more be like a, a cameo every now and then, not a, a recurring character. Yeah, I think, so. and again, another character maybe we could see in flashbacks or something like that, or maybe she could pop up in present day, but I, I don't think she wants to come to Vancouver too much to, to film the role. And I don't think, I think she's too yeah. important uh, for Supergirl to be recast. Hank Henshaw, Cyborg Superman. That would be That would be really, really cool to see because... They even called him that at one point without really explaining it all at all on Supergirl. Um, so it'd be actually cool to see a more like fleshed out, pun intended, cyborg Superman um, battling against Superman. Um, so yeah, I I think that would be really cool to yeah, see. So obviously played by David Harewood, who plays Martian Manhunter. Um, this is one villain where I would not mind recasting just because if I want to see the death and return of story, Superman story arc. Cyborg Superman's a really personal villain to Superman, one of the more personal ones, and there's not really a good connection. There's not really a good reason yeah. why he's called Super Cyborg Superman in the show. So I don't know if it would be too confusing to have the Hank Henshaw be recast, obviously. So I don't know if you bring in somebody else to play Cyborg Superman, which I don't really like, or, or how you would handle that. But a really cool villain that you can do really cool stuff with. So I hope to see in some capacity down the line. Yeah, Manel was originally an ally of Clark Kent Superboy, and we can kind of throw in the other Legionnaires along with this. They appeared in Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes comics. So Brainiac 5, Saturn Girl, uh, they're kind of lumped in there. Um, Superboy was originally working with, uh, when Clark Kent was Superboy, he worked with uh, the Legion quite a bit. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of history with Manel, and I... I doubt that they would bring back that character just because he had such a big arc on Supergirl. Um, but I, I also, I really liked in the comics where he was, he's trapped in the the Phantom Zone because of his lead poisoning, and he kind of serves as a a guide and liaison to Clark. Um, I don't know if they could do cameos with him in some sort of some sort of capacity like that. Maggie Sawyer, she was the captain of Metropolis Special Crimes Unit in the comics and has been a big character in Superman comics. And had a big role in Supergirl. 
I would like to see, I wonder what they're going to, if they're going to have a Metropolis police liaison. A lot of times it's been Bill Henderson. A lot of times it's been Maggie Sawyer. Maybe it'll be Dan Turpin in the show. One thing about the show, especially Supergirl has taken obviously a lot of Superman characters and storylines and everything, but they've especially taken a lot of the female ones. And so I wonder how they're going to balance that because Maggie Sawyer would be one of those characters you'd want to want to see a lot of, but kind of had her story wrapped up, but maybe she's working at Metropolis now. We don't know that. How about Lena Luther, the other Luthers? Lena obviously was first introduced in a Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane comic. And along with that, Lillian and Lionel Luther, they were originally by different names, Lex's parents, but they got those names in the show of Supergirl from Smallville. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of the Luther family. I I know we've seen a ton of Lex and his, his family on Smallville and in Supergirl and other shows, but I there's just something about their family that is like very unique and sets itself up for really, really good stories. So I, I hope we could see Lena again in some capacity, especially because I, I really like Katie McGrath's uh, portrayal of her. So hopefully if they do bring her back, they, they don't have to recast. Yeah. Well, she's heavily involved in Supergirl right now. So I don't think we'll be seeing much of Lena and I'm kind of fine with not seeing the rest of the Luther family too much. Personally, I do like Brenda Strong and everything, but, um, I think that's been done a lot on Supergirl, and I'm ready to see more of just Lex versus Superman. Yeah. What about some of Lex's minions? Miss Eve Tessmacher, who first appeared in Superman the movie, along with Otis, and Mercy Graves, who was created for Superman the Animated Series. All three of them have been working with Lex in the past on Supergirl. Yeah, this is. I think this is another one of those situations where you don't necessarily need the same actors, but just having those characters at your disposal to know like to have these connections to the comics um, instead of just creating new characters from whole cloth picking these characters that mean something to people who've read the comics but yeah i would especially if they go with the lex as a publicly facing good person but secretly bad person it would be nice to have some of those henchmen kind of running around and doing his his dirty work for him yeah some supporting heroes who are supporting heroes in the comics maybe are being a little different in the supergirl show but agent liberty played by Sam Witwer, and Andrea Rojas Akrata, who is in the comics a vigilante-type character. Don't know if we'll see them. I wouldn't expect to see them back in any role. Uh, They're not major characters in the comics. They've had a couple cool storylines, but I wouldn't be expecting them. Yeah. Another villain, Leslie Willis, Livewire, who I think think her story is probably wrapped up from Supergirl, but she was first introduced as a villain in Superman the Animated Series. Nan was a season one villain for Supergirl. Uh, He was originally a villain working with Zod and Superman the movie. Yeah, and if you think of this show as a continuation of that kind of storyline of the Superman movie, then it would be cool to to have Nan come back. A lot of these characters, man, I don't remember where they ended up in Supergirl. I don't remember what exactly the last thing they were seeing. I don't remember if they're dead or if they're in prison somewhere. It doesn't really matter because there's crisis, and also it's comic books, it's science fiction. They can come back in any capacity. So uh, what about the Lane Lane family? Obviously, General Sam Lane, Lois's dad, and Lucy Lane, who is played by Jenna Dwan in season one of Supergirl, Lois's sister. Yeah, this is this is great. Like because this show is going to be so family focused, um, it would be cool to see um, to see as much of their family as we can. We're probably hopefully in flashbacks we'll see Pa and Ma Kent a lot. Um, but yeah, like some living relatives of Lois's would be really cool to see. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see more of that Lane family dynamic. How they're different. I don't know if Jenna Dewan, she's pretty busy, so I don't know if they'll be able to get her back. 
and pretty much anyone from Supergirl season one. I just, and ha- that hasn't appeared since. I'm assuming either can't or doesn't want to work in Vancouver since it was, season one was filmed in LA. So just logistically, I would be surprised if any of them came back, but I would not be opposed to it. Yeah. Uh, some other Silver Banshee is a cool villain who had a nice arc in season one of Supergirl. One big one, Morgan Edge, who was played by Adrian Pastar in season three. He, in the comics, is the owner of WGBS. He acquired the Daily Planet and has ties to Inner Gang, which has ties to Darkseid and Apocalypse and some cool things there. Yeah, and he is a, I don't want to say like a small enough character that it would be okay for him to top over shows, but that's basically what I'm saying is he he did have a, a significant storyline in Supergirl, but it's wrapped up in... Right? Probably. And I, don't, I, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. He had a couple of cool appearances there. I don't remember how it was left. Yeah. But yeah, that's, a, like you said, the connections to Inner Gang and then also Dark Side and Apocalypse would make him a, a really good character yeah. to have. And that's all cool stuff, Inner Gang. And you could see him causing trouble if he, you know, he's the one who purchased the Daily Planet and then made Clark Kent stop being a reporter and start being a, a TV news anchor. And so um, that's something they could do with a storyline there, uh, something like that. Uh, yeah. Some villains, both versions of the Parasite, or two versions of the Parasite, appeared on the show, along with multiple versions of Metallo. If you remember, Metallo actually fought Superman in the show, and Metallo came back in all his metal parts for Crisis on Earth X. Yeah, and Metallo is such a, he's a pretty classic Superman villain. It would be cool to see him. But I've seen him in so many different things now, but uh, I still like mm-hmm. seeing him. And those are not A-list villains, Parasite and Metallo, but probably B-list villains, some big ones that you would want to see arcs with on the show. So I don't know if they, yeah, definitely characters I would like to see. Another really personal villain to Superman is Manchester Black and the Elite. Um, They were featured in season four, I believe, of Supergirl. I would, I I think Manchester Black is dead, but I would love to see him come back because uh, I would love to see an adaptation of Action Comics 775. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? I think that could make an awesome episode. But I wonder if, since he is dead, maybe they could use Magog instead, if you remember Magog from Kingdom Come, because they are thematically kind of similar villains or anti-heroes, if you will. And I think you could maybe tell a similar story with the two of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Some other ones, Vartox, who's just a weird 70s character. Windshot Sr., the toy man, really cool Superman villain I would like to see. Carl Draper, the Master Jailer. Scorch is another villain. Uh, a couple cool characters that I would like to see more of who kind of start out as villains but become heroic. Maxima. Now, if you just know Maxima as someone who wants to marry Superman and make babies, that's part of her storyline. But she also kind of starts out as a villain and becomes a hero and a really cool character in her own right. Similar thing to Draga, who Superman uh, in the comics met on Warworld. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have not seen her complete storyline on TV yet, but there's a lot more to her, like you said. I think that would be cool to see them initially fight and become allies or, or something like that. And yeah. a couple big Superman characters, Mr. Mixie Pitlick and General Zod, of course, who we already discussed. Yeah, and Mr. Mixie Pitlick is basically, he is tailor suited for like a bottle episode or a standalone episode, whatever you want to call it, where things go crazy and reality is wrong and things get switched around. I I wouldn't want to see an arc with him, but he would be super fun to have come in for an episode every now and then. I completely agree there. Mixie and Bizarro are two characters who yeah. 
sometimes they're villains. Sometimes I look at them as more antagonists than straight villains, especially Bizarro. But I think they're they're definitely fun for one episode arcs and not necessarily a season-long villain or anything like that, or even three or four episode arc. And other kind of derivative characters um, that have appeared, we just talked about Bizarro. There was a Bizarro girl type character on Supergirl. And Overgirl appeared in Crisis on Earth X, who's kind of based on Overman, who is basically Kal-El who landed in Nazi Germany. So that is it for the majority of characters that we've talked about from Earth Prime, at least that I have in my notes. There's a few other obscure references and things mixed in there. But man, out of all of those names, is there somebody you most want to see, a character you most want to see return in Superman and Lois, whether it be with the same actor or with a different actor if they have to recast or anything like that? Yeah, I I guess I have a couple people. Like the easy answer is Lex and any other Luthers that I can con them into giving me. But Lex number one, and I would love to see John Cryer. I I think he did a really good job as it uh, playing Lex, and he's he's set up even post crisis. He's set up on this Earth in a really cool way. So I'd be really excited to see that Jimmy Olsen, just because I like that character a lot, and I think he opens up a lot of story telling. Uh, potential and i think he would be a great a great person who they could be trying to hide secrets from but then finds out that's not a big deal that he finds out uh and then villain wise i would like to see mr mixie pitlick like i said not in a not in a huge arc he doesn't have to have you know like a three three season arc where he's in every single episode but i would love to see that just to have like a goofy fun episode with him so i think those are the people that i would most be looking forward to those are really good choices. Obviously, Lex and Jimmy, I think those are two names. If you're doing a Superman and Lois show, you kind of have to know what the situation is with Superman and, or what the situation is with Lex, Jimmy, Perry, uh, some of those other names. I'm, I'm thinking those are probably the three big ones outside of Clark Kent and Lois Lane of who you have to know what they're up to in a Superman universe. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much we'll see of Jimmy. But I'm hoping for references and nods. Lex, obviously, you've just got to know what Lex is up to, what the relationship is with Superman. Lex doesn't have to be in every Superman story. Uh, Certainly doesn't need to be in every Superman story. But you kind of need to know what the status quo is with Superman and Lex, what their relationship is. I think that's just something you need to know and have the character pop up and always cause trouble and then go away for a while and and cause more trouble. I think there's a lot you can do there. So those are, are really good options there. If I, you know, I would be cool with pretty much any of these villains showing back up. Yeah. And for the most part, I don't have any problems with the casting uh, for the most part. So anybody I'd almost like to see back as the character they are or the actor. But yeah, I don't have any major things. I think of the names that really jump out to me, I think Morgan Edge jumps out as someone you can do a lot of cool things with. The Lanes, Sam and Lucy, to see more of the Lane family dynamic, I'd like to see what Lucy and Lois are like as sisters now in in this world and what their relationship is and the boys having an aunt, what their relationship is like with her, if they have that at all. Uh, Clark doesn't have any siblings. Lois has Lucy. So is Lucy in on the secret or what are you going to do there? Should she have to babysit them or something? And yeah. has she babysat them in the past or something like that? And I don't know. I think you can do some cool things with that. Um, and then just as kind of smaller characters, I think Maxima and Draga are both really cool and something you could tie to War World, tie to Mongol, and even tie to Brainiac and do different things with. And I think could be fun, unique characters. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So elsewhere, these are not Earth Prime shows necessarily, but Titans does have the Connor Kent version of Superboy and Crypto, the Superdog, going on right now. So I don't know if we'll see them in the show. Definitely, probably not those versions if we do, but just something to point out that's Superman characters that are out there right now. Yeah, like you said, highly, highly unlikely that it would be the same actors, but it, there could be a possibility. I'd like to see Crypto in some way, or even just if they named their dog Crypto and he doesn't have any powers or anything, but it's just the fun name that they gave him. Yeah. And then what about Krypton? I think we've talked in the past. I would like to see a lot of the characters from Krypton come into the show. I wouldn't be opposed to, I'd, I'd actually be in favor of Krypton, the show retroactively being set on Earth Prime in the past. Uh, I don't think there's a bad reason to, a reason you can't because there's a bunch of characters that haven't been established except for Zod. And Zod is played by the actor who played Oliver Queen's stepdad. So right. that was long enough ago that I think I'm willing to give it on because he was a really good Zod. But besides that, would you like to see any of the characters from Krypton pop back up? Yeah, I mean, I think they had a really, really talented cast for that show. You could maybe argue more talented than they deserved for a sci-fi original show. Um, and so I would, I'd love to see any of these people come back. And like you said, they could somehow, like you said, retroactively change it so that it happened on on this on this earth um even or it could just be you know it could be as simple as seeing holograms or like video in a fortress if if this clark is going to learn more about his kryptonian heritage and can see these characters or interact with them there um but yeah having uh having the same actor play general zod who played oliver's stepdad wouldn't be a big right (laughs) that's not the actor's name but yes yeah colin's yeah but yeah he would yeah he did a fantastic job as zod so i would i'd like to see him come back and you could do whatever kind of time shenanigans you want to make it so that he's here in current day and could be a villain i think we already said that i would be okay if we didn't have zod but thinking about having him as zod (laughs) that would that does excite me about it a little more yeah we've seen a lot of Zod. that's okay but well if you get colin salmon back uh i could i could be open to seeing more zod yeah i wouldn't i mean I think it would be cool. The Krypton fan of me thinks it would be cool if they did a one or two part episode where they kind of wrapped up where that show, the cliffhanger got left on in season two and they could wrap that up. Imagine Sagal and Nissa Vex popping up and Clark and Lois got to do an adventure with Clark's biological grandparents would be really cool. A time travel adventure where you could obviously wrap up that series, but also kind of have a cool Superman adventure. And then all the other characters, Brainiac is awesome. It'd be really tough to do a cooler looking Brainiac and a better actor. I just think it would be really cool if Blake Ritson showed up as Brainiac. Jaxer, Doomsday is great. Obviously, it's mostly a CG creation, but they actually have the Doomsday, like uh, a real replica of Doomsday that they use for still shots. So I think that would be really cool to use. I don't know how much Doomsday they can get away with showing CGI wise on the CW, but I think it would be really cool. So any of them would be really cool. And Jaxer, of course, is a cool villain as well so i think you could do anything with that and tying it into the show i could see them wanting to steer away from it but much like how constantine was brought on to arrow and then legends of tomorrow after his show ended after one season i think it would be really cool because these are really cool well-developed villains and you don't you can drop them into present day and not really have to explain their backstory on krypton it's there but you don't need to know it so i think it would be cool if they eventually established it as being in the same universe yeah especially because some of the best superman stories are when you get to see other Kryptonians and see just how how good Clark is, especially because he was raised by his parents, by Mon Pa Kent. And so 
bringing in some of these Kryptonians who are maybe not quite as good is a really good way to show that um, the humanity that Clark has is what makes him Superman and what makes him good. So not just the powers that he has from being a crypto- Kryptonian. So yeah, and it's it's kind of a shame that the show's not on anymore. So it would be really cool for people like us who love the show to have them come back in even just a small way, like you said, maybe a one or two part episode where they, they show up. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, agree. So last thing we will do today is look at the Rebirth comics. So we talked about Superman, Lois, and Clark last time, and then it kind of goes into two different things. There's a Superman series and the Action Comics series. Superman has a son of Superman. So this is Superman Rebirth number one and Superman volume three, number one through six. Uh, What is this story and what did you think of it? Yeah, so Broad Strokes, the son of Superman storyline is basically young John figuring out his powers, kind of coming to grips with those and his dad taking him under his wing to kind of learn the ropes of being a hero um, and then like the Kryptonian version of a Terminator shows up, which is a good villain to have because he he doesn't like he wants to kill John because he's half human. Um, and it's that's a really good setup to kind of have Lois explain why it's good to have human uh, human abilities and human things traits about him and why England Clark gets to show him why it's good to have some Kryptonian as well. So it's a really cool way to tell a story about having this kind of mixed parents. Um, I, re- I really liked this one. This had uh, a lot more character moments between john and his parents than path of doom does uh, but yeah it's it was really really cool yeah the eradicator is a cool antagonist to have uh just a cool design very powerful can cause a lot of trouble and it's just really cool and i did also like the family stuff and you get to see more of that fire, farm environment that it looks like is going to be taking place on the show it's not hamilton county but it will be there and yeah john coming to grips with his powers we get to see Lois and Clark in action and and figuring everything out and Lois gets to be get in on the action when they go to the moon I mean this Superman here especially when we get into the next arc it's awesome I mean just that it's got a little bit of everything for Superman here they are fighting a Kryptonian machine that wants to eradicate the humanity out of Kal-El's son and then through a series of events they end up on the moon and Lois is in some bat armor and <laughs> fighting back and getting in on the action. Again, I like Lois Lane. I don't want her to be in action all the time because that's not a core part of what makes her character unique. But it's cool to see her in action sometimes. And especially if somebody threatens her child, she is going to react like a mama bear. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, that that wouldn't be her her kind of mode of operation all the time. But it's cool. And because this the storyline is... It's all about like kind of showing the differences between um, humans and Kryptonians and coming to grips with that. And that's why it's so cool to kind of see Clark and Lois almost switch roles a couple times throughout this storyline. But still, like the whole time, they're just trying to teach John how to be the best person, uh, which is, yeah, really cool. Yeah. And and like we're going to talk about with the majority of these Rebirth comics, the A story probably isn't something that's going to be relevant to the show because it is Superman reestablishing himself. Same thing with Path of Doom, reestablishing himself in this world as a Superman because he's taking over for a different Superman. Nothing we have to do. You know, it's going to be much cleaner <laughs> in the show, I think, and they can do uh, not have to worry about that, do different A-plots and other stuff. So Path of Doom, Action Comics Path of Doom, which is issues 957 through 962, this is basically a six-issue fight with Doomsday. And it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there's much less uh, kind of character development between 
John and Lois and Clark in this one. But like you said, it's really cool to see him fight Doomsday. It's also got Super Lex, and this is this is kind of the the idea that I want to see on the show. Not necessarily Super Lex in his suit or whatever, but the Lex that Clark doesn't trust, but who appears to be a good person, especially to all the people on this world. Um, but yeah, it's again John kind of gets to kind of gets pulled in, not as much in uh, as Son of Superman, but Wonder Woman also gets to show up and have some good character moments with Lois and John um, and explain what makes her de- his what makes Superman so special. Yeah, I agree there. Normally, I would be against the big action scene like this, but if you got Doomsday, that's kind of what you need a, a several issue knockdown drag out fight and we it's revealed that there's more to the doomsday story there that's teasing the mr oz storyline and everything that's going on with that but this makes me think of how some superman stories are going to be different because they have lois and clark have kids now but some of them can be improved by that you know i thought it was really cool when lois and john were kind of forced to watch superman fighting doomsday on tv lois of course knowing that she'd he'd already fought doomsday before and died John not knowing that, and they're just watching it on TV and not knowing what's going to happen. And you think that's definitely something that can apply to the TV show. Yeah, and that's you know that's always kind of the worry of if you have, especially now that they have two kids. Yeah, I know we're singling out John because that's they only have John in the comics, but there's there's two kids, and we've speculated that maybe one of them will have powers and one of them won't. So it could it could end up being that one person is always kind of going out with Clark and fighting when whenever possible and the other person is kind of not staying home but is um being with lois and taking care of what they can take care of and so it'd be with the two kids i think it opens up the possibility to kind of tell both sides of that story at the same time which is would be pretty yeah absolutely and there's like you said with the super lex thing this could be a similar dynamic to what is on the show if lex is on the seems to be on the up and up and a good a good person to all the metropolis and everything uh, maybe that's not the case, and Lois and Clark have to find out why and how and all of that. Yeah, and Lois using her great uh, journalistic methods to investigate him. All right. Well, that, I think, is all we have for now. We'll be back next time covering any news or that kind of stuff that we get into. And comic book-wise, the next two arcs would be Superman Volume 2, Trials of the Super Sons, and Superman Action Comics Volume 2, Welcome to the Planet. So we will be covering those on the next episode.